Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about enemies in your mind. Yes, enemies in your mind. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. I believe you may want to take some notes today as it is my aim to really be a blessing to you as it relates to our topic that I want to share. When I thought about enemies in your mind, I was thinking about when I was younger in my teens and in my early 20s, and the reality is is that I really didn't know how to think about things, how to process information, how to really think about the things that I wanted to do, the things that I wanted to become. You know, what is the conscience, the super conscience? What is the subconscious? How does it all come together? Because the reality is, is that we don't learn this in school. And I don't know if you may have not learned it in your home. I didn't. No one told me about my subconscious and how it works together and my super conscious and my conscience. We may understand our conscience because we hear that more often than not. But what is the subconscious about, the superconscious? I'm not going to necessarily get into those three things today, but I will say to you that when we talk about enemies in our mind, this is where we really capitulate and turn back. And I don't want you to do that because this podcast, in terms of to empower you, is all about you being empowered from the inside out. And if we don't learn how to think, if we don't learn how to process information, we will constantly point outside of ourselves. You know, this person is the issue. That person is the issue. But as you're listening to this podcast weekly, one of the things that I really want to aim to do is to help you be in control and take personal responsibility for where you are. It's the world's fault. And it's this person's fault. But the reality is we are where we are because of our own enemies and our own mind. As a matter of fact, we can be our worst enemy more than anybody on the outside. So I just want you to begin to pay attention to a few things that I want to share with you. As always, we start with the scripture. And I want to read in Psalms 119, 165. 119, 165. And this is what it says. Great peace have they who love thy Lord and nothing shall offend them. Nothing, absolutely nothing shall offend them. And when we think about this, you know, many people are struggling with an offense because of what someone else has done. But when we really love the Lord, nothing can get in the way. Nothing can offend us. Nothing can, as it were, knock us off of our square because we really truly understand the power of what God is ultimately trying to do 
on the inside of us. And so I want you to pay attention to a few things that I'm going to share with you as it relates to the enemies in our mind and how we deal with those enemies, our negative self-talk, the things that we've bought into, the lies that we continue to tell ourselves. I have to be honest with you and say, I've taught myself out of so many things God wanted to do in my life because I was against my own success and didn't even know it. Just the things that I said, oh, this won't work. That won't work. They won't help me. And if you start your life, your day off with that, everything else will drive that. And that's the power of the superconscious because you have to impress upon it in terms of what you want to be. And so if you continue to just stay negative, you will drive negativity and drive negative situations to you because the, the subconscious doesn't have a sense of humor. So, you know, we can say certain things, say, I really didn't mean that, but the subconscious doesn't know the difference. And so our super conscience is all about the power of God that rests inside of us. It's our God conscience. It's our limitless possibilities. And so we have to understand that we've got limitless possibilities in the superconscious, but the subconscious, we have to tell it what to do. It's power, but it must be directed. And then the conscience is our carnal mind our negativity. You know, it's all about pain and fear and no peace and war and doubt and unbelief. And I mean, it just, the list goes on and on. So we've got to train our mind to think properly as it relates to these things. Now, it takes faith to believe God's word. See, hope looks forward, but faith knows it already has received and then it acts accordingly. And so when we talk about enemies in our mind, faith comes in so that we can tell our mind, no, it's not going to work out like this. It's going to work for my benefit. It's going to work for my good. Everything is going to trend in my direction. Nothing is going to eclipse my success in God. But unless we know how to do that, everything will offend us. Again, 119, Psalms 119, 165. Great peace have they who love the Lord, who love the law of God, who loves what the word is saying, and nothing will offend them. Nothing will get in their way. I want you to notice that you are the adversary that you must agree with. Notice what I believe this verse of scripture, it talks about this in Matthew chapter 5, 25. It says, agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into the prison. So when we talk about you are the adversary that you must agree with because everything starts inside, you can see a situation go for the better or the worse. And so in Matthew 5.25, this is basically saying that we have to agree again that the situation will be favorable for us. This is what I was just talking about. I don't mean to be redundant, but I know when I'm teaching, I have to say things the same thing in a different way, and hopefully it'll resonate within your heart. So we have to agree that it will work out for our good. And that's what you have to say. You got to make an agreement with the adversary. And remember, all of that is in the mind. 
Now, if we look at this scripture and interpret it a different way, we'll think that the adversary is someone outside of us. But the adversary is on the inside. That's the thing that we miss. It's all about properly interpreting the scripture. And again, if we don't do this, we will deliver our own self to the judge. We will deliver our own self to the officer and ultimately in prison. Where? In the mind. Many times we are prisoners in our own thought life. And the way that you can tell if you're a prisoner in your own thought life, you've got to monitor your behavior. See, it's not about always what you say. It's about what you're doing. And so we have to watch what we're saying. But more importantly, we've got to watch what we're doing. Many times we've got this cognitive dissonance going on. I've talked about this before where I say one thing, but I do another. In other words, it doesn't come together. It doesn't agree. But again, the scripture says, agree with thine adversary quickly. You got to make sure that you make quick decisions in terms of your mind. So when you're feeling yourself getting negative, you got to say, no, I'm going to get the job. I'm going to get the house. I'm going to be happy. You have to do this quickly. If not, the subconscious is taking over through your negativity and it will drive to you all the things that you don't want. We are a sum total of our own thoughts that we have impressed in the subconscious because that's the part of us that has the modus operandi that brings to us the very things we either do want or we don't want. Now, I don't know about you. I learned this in the fifth grade. Didn't learn it in the eighth grade, didn't learn it in the 10th grade. So if you don't know how the mind works, again, we keep pointing outside of us and not looking within and dealing with the enemies in our own mind. And this is why you have trouble in your life. This is why trials and tribulations get us down because we don't even know and don't even understand that we are driving these things to us. I want to give you four things that will help you with the enemies in your mind. And prayerfully, this will begin something new for you and help you to realize and understand that what God has called you to be, what he wants you to do, he is fully engaged in that. But I don't want you to talk yourself out of what God is doing. I don't want you to talk yourself out of and say, it's just too good to be true. No, it's not. There's nothing that God won't do for you. God sent his son to die for you and to redeem himself in you. In other words, he says, I've become you so that you could become me in the earth realm. So everything about you is different than everybody else. You're not better. You're just different. So when are we going to see the supernatural you, the powerful you? We've seen enough of the negative you. We've seen enough of the you that you don't like, the you that keeps messing up. We want to see what God has invested inside of you. And when we deal with our own enemies in our own mind, remember, you got to do this. God's not going to do what he's told you to do, but you can't do what he can do. So we all have a part to play. But the wonderful part about what I love about the grace of God is that he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Whatever he said is true. And we have to believe it and deal with the fact that many times we become jaded 
in our own mind. We've been hurt by so many people that the next person you meet, you think they're going to hurt you too. See, that's the enemy in your mind. And so we drive people to us by what we believe, by what we say. Some of us have said, I'll never be married. And so we wonder why nobody ever wants to date us. We say, I'll always be broke. And we wonder why we keep dealing with poverty. I'll always be depressed. And we wonder why we'll always be sad. We've got to watch what we say. And then, watch this now, when we watch what we say, we start becoming positive. Then we listen to God about the things that he wants us to do to drive all the blessings to us. The scripture says that the blessings of the Lord, they maketh rich and they added no sorrow to it. Now, point number one, here's the first thing that I want to tell you. The first thing is that you must do, again, you've got to come into agreement with yourself and within yourself. Now, you said, now you just said that about two, three times, Pastor. I already told you, I'm going to repeat myself because I don't want you to miss this. Sometimes we think we got something the first time when somebody says it, but it's really not true. See, you become what someone tells you over and over again, not just by one time. You got to continue to hear it again. I want you to hear it again. First thing you got to do, you got to come to an agreement with yourself and within yourself. With yourself says to you that I'm going to do this. I'm going to become what God says. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be successful. Within yourself is deep inside that super conscious, that witness in the spirit, that agreement with God and you where they shake hands and say, now don't back up from this. See, when when you say it is with yourself, within yourself is when God says it to you. I heard you. Now let's shake hands and agree. And when there's an agreement, God says, as long as you stay partnered with me, all is going to go well. So don't listen to the media. Don't listen to negative people. Don't listen to what they have to say and do. Only come into agreement with God and you and everything will flow. So when the enemy within you says, you can't do this, you shut it down, you pull down those strongholds in your mind and you say, no, I am going to do it. I will do it. I shall do it. And then you'll hear the witness of the spirit saying to you, yes, you will. That's that agreement that I'm talking about. Number two, nobody really can be your enemy unless you are an enemy to yourself. I'm going to say that to you again. Nobody can really be your enemy unless you are an enemy to yourself. I hope you heard what I'm saying, because if you are an enemy to your own self, you keep drawing people who don't like you who don't want to be around you, who don't mean you any good. I've heard single ladies say this all the time. I can never find a good man. Every man that I find treats me bad, treats me dirty. You know why? Because you treat yourself bad. You treat yourself dirty. You don't think you are worthy of love, worthy of a man being all that God is bringing a gift to you in flesh, because that's what happens. God selects a man and he brings him to you. You will meet an encounter through life situations. God will cause you guys to come together. But if you think you're nothing, if you think you're nobody, you will constantly drive the wrong person to you. Again, nobody can be your enemy 
unless you are an enemy to yourself. And again, we are own worst enemy. I say it in a me, in me. The enemy is inside. And so when we deal in terms of what's going on on the inside, then the things that are on the outside will either serve our interests or serve for our detriment. But that's up to you. Point number three, nobody can oppose you unless you oppose yourself. Nobody can work against you unless you work against yourself. Notice what Colossians 1.21 says. It says, and that there were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Notice again where the enemy is, inside. And we become alienated and divided in terms of our own success. Certain things God says to you, no, that's not going to happen. You become divided. Notice when it talks about the Bible talks about Peter, when God said, come on out on the water, Peter. And Peter got out of the boat and he started walking towards Jesus. He starts moving towards Jesus. And all of a sudden, here's a miracle. Peter is walking on the water. No one but Jesus was able to do this. But God said, Jesus said, come on out and walk to me. I'm here. Come on out. He starts walking and all of a sudden the scripture talks about the winds were raging and he started to focus on the things outside of him and he became divided and alienated from what God had told him. And all of a sudden he started to sink and Jesus said these words. He said, where did you become divided? Where did you become alienated? You were walking on the water. You were doing something nobody has ever done before, Peter. And then you started to sink. See, God says some things to us and we start out in faith, but then things outside of us starts happening. Things outside of us, just unexpected things. And then we get our eyes on that instead of the Lord that called us by name, into a supernatural work. So we've got to understand that, yes, there are opposing forces that would try to hinder us, try to knock us down, try to discourage us. But the Lord says, don't look at that stuff. Don't even let that stuff affect you. Jesus never let things outside of him get inside of him because he knew those would create energy leaks. He knew that would drain him of his anointing, drain him of his power. How many things do we just allow to drain us of our godness, drain us of who we are, drain us of, of the things that we know God has called us to be and the things that we want to do? We can shut that down today and say, no, it is not going to happen to me any longer. I deserve to be happy. I will be happy. I deserve to have peace. I will have peace. Once again, nobody can oppose you unless you oppose yourself. So do you oppose yourself? If you do oppose yourself, this is why people are opposing you. Because watch this, you only meet yourself in life. The people that you are meeting, whether it be friends, whether it be co-workers, you are meeting you through them. And if you continue to draw negative people, it's because you're negative. If you continue to uh, draw liars, it's because that's what you are. See, we don't understand the things that we should understand. And this is why we play 
the blame game, but we don't know that we are drawing to us. Notice what the scripture says. It says death and life is in the power of the tongue, not no one else's tongue, your own. You draw to you what you say and what you do. See, you got to learn how to say it and mean what you say and follow through to the end. And again, those are the things I didn't learn. I didn't learn that stuff in school, man. See, people told us not to lie, but they didn't tell us what would happen, what what would begin to flow in our life what the negativity and the un, the circumstances that we didn't want. You know, if you grew up at the time that I did, they would say, do as I say, not as I do. I never liked that because what they're really saying is, is that I want you to follow my advice, even though I act differently. What kind of message does that send? To people. Because as kids, what we see is what our parents, grownups, teachers, educators, whoever's in our life, aunt, uncle, mentor, we're seeing what you're doing. And so it messes us up. We don't know what we should do because you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. And so I don't like to model that kind of behavior because I know how the mind works. Notice what the scripture says here in Romans 8 and 6. Maybe this will make sense to you. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. See, we've got to understand because this explains all of it. When our mind is governed by our flesh, it's death. Not so much a physical death, but a separation between me and God. But the mind that's governed by the spirit, it brings life and peace. This is why we have to, whatever we say out of our mouth, we have to follow it up with our actions. Because if not, then we're confused. We don't know what to do. And our bodies are made so wonderfully. It's so succinctly together. We can't have division in our thoughts in terms of what we're thinking, what we're saying, and what we're doing. Everything has got to flow. Notice if your body just says, I'm just not going to act right. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. You'd be in a mess every day physically. But anytime we have a cut on our hand, our white cells, our blood cells, they come together as a team and work together. What if our white red blood cells say we're just going to have mutiny with one another? We would never be healed. Our, our cut would always bleed out. But notice how our bodies again are put together. And so we have to be together in terms of the things again that we say and do. If not, we have an enemy. We have an adversary on the inside. I hope I'm helping you in some way to really understand the importance of doing exactly what we say we're going to do. Because watch this, this got nothing to do with anybody else outside of you. That's what I'm really trying to impress upon your spirit today, upon your your subconscious today. I just want you to know that nobody can harm you unless you are harming you and you bring harm outside of you to you when you are harming yourself. Finally, point number four, Everything works in and through my mind. Once again, everything works in and through my mind. So when anything or anyone comes against you, it's because of one or two reasons. You have drawn it in or permitted it or both. You have drawn it in or permitted it or both. 
Notice that I didn't mention anything about the person that did something at the school, at the grocery store. Notice I didn't bring up a person in your past or a person on your job or a person within your home or at your church or at the park or whatever, because we like to point out people who are doing us harm. But notice I'm drawing you back in. Either you drew it in through something you was doing, something you permitted, you allowed to happen in your life or both. Now, again, the first thing you've got to do, and I said it when I gave my first point, you've got to come into agreement with yourself. Quickly come into agreement with yourself. Come to peace with yourself. If you truly come to peace with yourself, no one can have war with you. That blesses me. No one can be at war with you. All right. So we want to really make sure now moving forward that we are very intentional and we are thoughtful about what we're thinking, what we're saying and what we're doing. Again, you can say one thing, but if you are planning for something else through your actions, you are going to get what you're planning, not what you're saying. I'm going to say that to you again. So if you say that you are successful, but you are planning through your actions for defeat, you're going to get what you planted. So we have to look at our actions. Are they congruent? If they're not, we want to fix that. Don't ask God to fix it. You can fix it. You have been empowered by God to fix it. And that's one of the things that I would say to young teenagers. That's what I would say to young adults. That's what I would say to married couples, especially married couples. Work together as a team. You are a team. And I know it's difficult to agree, but you can. You have to make sure that we are putting the eyes together or we're putting the eyes apart for us. It's not what I want. It's what we want together. And we work towards that end. And we continue to die to our flesh, die to carnality, die to the things that are hindering our relationship from moving forward. It's the same thing if you are a single person. Make sure that you come into agreement with the things that you want, not what people want for you, but what you want for you. Because the things that you want for you, generally, those are the things that God has put in your heart. And what he's put in your heart, he says you can do it. Don't let anybody stop you. Stop making excuses. Stop building a reason for why you can't be all the things that God wants you to be. If you've never seen it happen, because the scripture says there's nothing new under the sun, but what God has placed inside of you, you are altogether authentically different. So live out the true meaning of what God thought about when he created you, what he imagined you would become, what he imagined you would be, and get rid of these enemies. Get rid of all the doubt. Get rid of all the fear. Stop saying people are against you. Stop saying people hate you. Nobody's paying you attention. I'm going to say that to you again. Nobody is paying you attention. We really think that we are all that. But the reality is, yes, God has blessed you, given you gifts and talents, but the people that we think are against us are not even paying attention to us at all. So let's learn how to be single-minded and focused. The scripture says, if the eye be single, then the whole body will be full of light, revelation, insight. Come on. God says, I want to light up your life and show you all the things that you can do. 
Not the things that you can't do, the things that I've created you to do. And when we put our energy and our focus in that, man, watch how quickly you get rid of these enemies. Watch how quickly you'll be able to catch yourself when you're negative. Sometimes we talk so much, we just don't know what we're saying. You are talking yourself into a ditch. I believe the scripture says, by your words, you'll be justified. And by your own words, you'll be condemned. So let's not condemn our own success. Let's not condemn ourselves and say, we'll always be poor. We'll always be going up the rough side of the mountain. A lot of people just love being negative. They just love pointing out the negative stuff. We already know what can't be. We already, and the only reason why it can't be is because we may not want to do it. That's why it can't be. But the things that can be are the things that you can do, the things that you want to do. Let's focus on that and everything else, I promise you, will take care of itself. But that's all that I wanted to share with you. I pray that this was a blessing to you. If it was, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it now. Do it today. Let me know these shows are blessing you. You can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage, there's a subscriber box. Put your email in there and click the send button. I'll send you a free PDF that will encourage you in your walk with God. And I will send you a monthly newsletter that will empower you. Also, on that same homepage, thomasadeloach.com, I'm looking for financial partners who will be a financial blessing. If these shows are blessing you and you want to financially donate to keep these shows coming to you and others that will listen, do it today. There's a subscriber box towards the end of the website at the bottom. Click that button and put any dollar amount that you are led to give. No dollar amount is too big or too small. And everything you give goes towards making this show a success. Listen, we are praying for you as always. Deal with these enemies in your mind. That's where they are. They're in your soul. Deal with them today. God says, I want to restore your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, so you can begin to look at life from the right lens. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.